Audible presents a must-hear article from the pages of Harvard Business Review. When you're finished listening, be sure to go to audible.com and enter Harvard Business Review in the search box. You'll find our extensive HBR archive and learn how to subscribe to our monthly audio edition. Now, in Making Dumb Groups Smarter, Cass R. Sunstein, the Robert Walmsley University professor at Harvard Law School, and Reed Hastie, the Ralph and Dorothy Keller Distinguished Service Professor of Behavioral Science at the University of Chicago Booth School of Business, report on behavioral research that suggests some fairly simple ways to achieve the wisdom of crowds. Since the beginning of human history, people have made decisions in groups. As the saying goes, two heads are better than one. If so, then three heads should be better than two, and four better still. With a hundred or a thousand, then, things are bound to go well, hence the supposed wisdom of crowds. The advantage of a group, wrote one early advocate of collective intelligence, Aristotle, is that when there are many who contribute to the process of deliberation, each can bring his share of goodness and moral prudence— Some appreciate one part, some another, and all together appreciate all. The key is information aggregation. Different people take note of different parts, and if those parts are properly aggregated, they will lead the group to know more and better than any individual. Unfortunately, groups all too often fail to live up to this potential. Companies bet on products that are doomed to fail, miss out on spectacular opportunities, pursue unsuccessful competitive strategies. In governments, policy judgments misfire, hurting thousands or even millions of people in the process. Groupthink is the term most often applied to the tendency of groups to go astray. Popularized in the early 1970s by the psychologist Irving Janus, it has deservedly entered the popular lexicon. But Janus's contribution is more an evocative narrative than either a scientific account of how groups go wrong or helpful guidance for group success. Many researchers have tried to find experimental evidence to support his specific claims about how cohesion and leadership styles shape group behavior to little avail. Since Janus produced his theory, though, psychologists and other behavioral scientists have built up a rich base of evidence on how and when individual decision-makers blunder. This work has attained scientific acclaim, including several Nobel Prizes, and widespread popularity thanks to bestsellers such as Daniel Kahneman's Thinking Fast and Slow, Dan Ariely's Predictably Irrational, and Nudge, which one of us, Sunstein, co-authored with the economist Richard Thaler. A smaller but nonetheless substantial body of research, some of it our own, has focused on the decision-making strengths and weaknesses of groups and teams— But little of this work has trickled into the public consciousness, and it has yet to have a noticeable effect on actual practice. It's time for that to change. We aim to bring behavioral research into direct contact with the question of group performance, to describe the main ways in which groups go astray, and to offer some simple suggestions for improvement. Why do errors occur? Groups err for two main reasons. The first involves informational signals. Naturally enough, people learn from one another. The problem is that groups often go wrong when some members receive incorrect signals from other members. The second involves reputational pressures, which lead people to silence themselves or change their views in order to avoid some penalty, often merely the disapproval of others. But if those others have special authority or wield power, their disapproval can produce serious personal consequences. 
As a result of informational signals and reputational pressures, groups run into four separate though interrelated problems. When they make poor or self-destructive decisions, one or more of these problems are usually to blame. Groups do not merely fail to correct the errors of their members, they amplify them. They fall victim to cascade effects as group members follow the statements and actions of those who spoke or acted first. They become polarized, taking up positions more extreme than those they held before deliberations. They focus on what everybody knows already and thus don't take into account critical information that only one or a few people have. Amplifying Errors With the psychologists Daniel Kahneman and the late Amos Tversky in The Vanguard, behavioral scientists have identified some common mental shortcuts, known as heuristics, and biases that lead individuals astray. The planning fallacy, for example, leads us to underestimate how much time projects will take and how much money they'll cost. Overconfidence leads us to believe that our forecasts are more accurate and precise than in fact they are. The availability heuristic leads us to seize on whatever springs most readily to mind because it is memorable or we recently experienced it. The representativeness heuristic leads us to believe that things or events or people that are similar in one way are similar in other ways, too. Egocentric bias leads us to exaggerate the extent to which our tastes and preferences are typical— The sunk cost fallacy leads us to stick with a hopeless project because we have already invested so much in it. Framing effects influence our decisions according to the semantics of how the options are presented. For example, people are more likely to agree to an operation if they are told that 90% of people are alive after five years than if they are told that 10% of people are dead after five years. For our purposes, the central question is whether groups can avoid...